Hey, Party Traffic fans, this is Chris. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Party Traffic Podcast. Today, I just wanted to jump on real quick and talk about building some essential life skills, what they are, and a quick rundown of how they can be developed and what we can do to strengthen our own personal growth and development. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Chris with Priority Traffic Podcast. Today, we're just going to discuss building essential life skills. Uh, to become a more resilient and uh, effective person, there's, there's a few skills, I think, that we could all acquire and work on developing that are going to help us navigate and uh, effectively get through the challenges we face a, as individuals, first responders, fathers, wives, husbands, and just humans in general. But these stick skills are going to help us uh, really move into solving problems at a, a higher and more effective level. The, the first skill I really want to discuss is self-awareness, right? Self-awareness is understanding you yourself, who you are, what your values are, what you are asked to do each and every day, um, your strengths, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you like, what you dislike. Uh, and and kind of starting to understand what your coping mechanisms are, how you deal with stress, what are the habits that show up every day or you know habitually when you become stressed, um, what brings you joy, and and identify areas that uh, you can improve on. Right? How how self aware are you? Are you very self aware? And if you are, fantastic, fantastic. And if not. Maybe that's something you could work on and and work on building, right? And how how do we go about building a little bit of self-awareness? Well, it it involves reflecting on our strengths and our weaknesses and, again, our coping mechanisms, how we are handling stress and what habits we employ, what tools we rely on to offload stress. And maybe we're not even offloading stress like we should. So that's something to, to dig into, right? You can build these skills through journaling, um, whatever you're going through, maybe your thoughts, maybe your feelings, maybe a gratitude journal. You can prompt yourself in a journal with questions. What does this mean to me? Why did I behave this way? Why is this important to me? How did this habit come about? Right. We can start to identify things that trigger us and our emotional patterns. Um, and then, then we can even engage in mindful practices. Uh, mindful practices would be things like meditation, where we find space in our day, or even make space in our day to sit down, take a breath, breathe, and, and kind of just sit and be. Um, we can incorporate breathing exercises into that. You can go on the Calm app or go to YouTube and Google guided meditations, and you can find a ton of resources that'll help calm you down or get you some time to rejuvenate and recover. There's things like uh, non-sleep, deep rest that really help recover some energy if you don't have an hour and a half or 30 minutes to take a nap. Um, Those type of things will really start to help us stay present throughout the day and be more engaged in the actual activities that we're we're doing. Um, there's, There's a bunch of things and resources that kind of ask you questions about yourself, personality tests, self-evaluation tools like the Myers-Briggs, Type Indicator, uh, Strength Finders, anything you can do to start 
understanding and learning about yourself, I I think will really start to help build the skills to navigate um, the day-to-day struggles and maybe make you a little bit more self-aware. The second thing I think is an important skill, and I really hope to do a full-length feature on this concept, but it's emotional intelligence, right? Where we learn to recognize and understand and manage our own personal emotions, right? Getting in touch with those emotions, what they are, how they got in us, where they come from, why they show up. Um, We can, through emotional intelligence, we can practice emotional regulation and learn how to respond to challenges and uh, setbacks with a clear mind. We can make educated decisions and choices and respond rather than react. And emotional intelligence will also enhance our decision-making abilities um, by allowing us to be more aware of our personal emotions. There's a few things we can do to develop our emotional intelligence. And one is to practice emotional regulation. And you do that by identifying and becoming aware of and naming your emotions as they show up. If something makes you angry, say, hey, this is anger that's bubbling up. I'm angry. And that starts to allow you to create space between yourself and that emotion. And maybe we don't react or respond through that emotion of anger. And we can take time and step away and make a better decision moving forward into that specific setback or whatever may have triggered that anger. Um, And then, again, emotional intelligence is going to allow us to develop empathy, where we learn to understand different points of view. We can start to place ourselves in other people's shoes. We can understand that they may be feeling this way, or we may have made them feel a certain way. And then we can interact with them on a little bit different level, and we can understand with them. And I think one thing that has been discussed on this podcast before is the ability of empathy between individuals to create a connection. It it fosters connection. It fosters unity. It fosters community. When we don't have empathy, it's kind of cold and it doesn't really lend itself to creating that connection with individuals or community or you and another person. So that's just something to keep in mind. And then emotional intelligence also will allow us to communicate assertively and respectfully we can use our words appropriately. We can formulate sentences that make sense and we can get our point across without jumbling words and getting ahead of ourselves or misconstruing our message and saying something that we didn't mean and be like, oh, I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant. Well, you can't take back what you've already said and now you have to kind of do some backpedaling. So I think emotional intelligence is one key skill that we don't focus on as much as we should. And By enhancing our emotional intelligence, we will be better equipped to make sound decisions and build healthier, more robust relationships, and eventually, hopefully, handle challenging situations uh, a little bit better. Uh, The the third skill that I, I would like to point out as being something that I value is the ability to positive think, right? To be optimistic. And I think cultivating optimism is something that we can do, and it it, it ties into gratitude, but thinking optimistic about the situations that you're in. Um, This is going to go well for me. I'm going to have a good day today. And understanding that 
each moment doesn't have to be a positive moment. We can uh, suffer setbacks throughout any any moment or any day, but understanding that those aren't going to the make or break the day. And we could have big setbacks throughout the day, but knowing tomorrow will be a good day. I think uh, cultivating an optimistic mindset and being able to see the upside of all events is excellent. Um, but also being realistic and and valuing and uh, appreciating balance, I think it's okay to to not be uh, happy or not be uh, optimistic all the time and understand that seeing and feeling the, the sadness and the anger is okay, but I don't know that we necessarily want to react and make decisions um, while we're emotionally charged. So just something to keep in mind. Um, being grateful for what we have, I think, is one of the most profound uh, things that a human can do. We can take everything that we have, no matter where it is, what it is, and be grateful for it. Grateful for the grateful for the opportunity to go to work. Grateful for the opportunity to wake up in the morning. I think those are all things that, if we start to in, embolden in our day day to day activities, we will start to reap the benefits of that. And it it's hard to to tell people to be grateful for what they have if they're experiencing lack, but when we start to be grateful for what we do have, that sense of lack can dissipate and we can start to see the value and the magic and the the wonder in our day-to-day lives. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but I I think if you can work on cultivating that practice, a gratitude practice, there is a lot of benefit to it. So I highly encourage it. Another thing we can do to help with our positive thinking is is start to reframe uh, negative situations and see them as opportunities for growth, right? If we suffer a setback throughout any given day or any moment, there's always a nugget in there that we can find that will teach us a lesson or offer us a learning point. And it might be a tough, tough lesson. And if we can reframe this setback or struggle as an opportunity to learn something, it doesn't necessarily change whether it hurts or not but we still end up growing because of it. And I think at the end of the day, that's a very valuable place to be. Um, and then, you know, we while we're going through these adverse conditions, we have to remember to engage in positive self-talk. Uh, we have that voice inside our head that is often a critic or something that is saying we can't do this or we, we shouldn't do this or we're not supposed to do this because we're not good enough or we're not worthy or we don't deserve something. Um, I think it's important, A, to be aware of that, and then B, get that under control and make sure that voice in your head is supporting you through your in and out um, daily activities, right? Like, that's going to lead to more progress. That's going to lead to a better relationship within yourself. And again, that ties right back into self-awareness. Um, but, you know, developing a positive mindset will help help you build resilience, experience greater satisfaction in your singular moments throughout the day and then hopefully in your day and your week and then your experiences. And then maybe we can start to envision a a brighter future for us and our families. The, the third, I'm sorry, the fourth um, skill um, or asset that I think we all should dig into is building and bringing our support network together, finding out those people in your life 
that are on the same wavelength as you, that resonate with you, that have the same kind of conversations as you, are heading in the same direction as you. Um, I was able to sit down with three, two other podcasters this morning and have a really, really beautiful conversation about spirituality and how it how it can benefit basically anybody, but first responders in general. And that was a very fulfilling conversation. And having those two individuals in my life and the ability to have that conversation and talk about such profoundly positive things is something I cherish and I think is valuable. And I think a lot of us could could benefit from having people um, in our corner, in our circle, um, who do have those kind of conversations. Um, you know, it, it it really helps to surround yourself with those type of people. And and make sure if you're you're often visiting your family and friends that those people are supportive of what you're doing and you know maybe pay attention to who is supportive and who's not and I'm not saying that this needs to be a eliminate X Y and Z from your life person A or person B but pay attention to that and and realize that time spent around those people who are maybe negative or not supportive or have a lifestyle that isn't conducive to to your goals into where you're going and they don't resonate with you. They don't help you vibe up, vibe up. They, they make you vibe down. I think that's something to really be aware of and protect your energy from those type of people. Um, maybe, maybe we just spend a little less time with them or, you know, we, we determine what, what serves us and what doesn't. And then another aspect of building our social support network is seeking encouragement and advice from people we, we trust and who've been there during the challenging times. Um, you'll have to do that by identifying those people, who, who they are, who you respect. And maybe you have someone for your personal life and someone in your professional realm. Or maybe you have a couple people in all sorts of fields that offer you advice on certain topics that you are just going through. So, you know, the support network is something I think, again, that gets overlooked. But I, th- I think A, as first responders, but B, humans in general, we need to develop that uh, support network, build it in, make sure we identify and gather our resources uh, before uh, we need them. So they're on hand, right? Like put them in a notebook. You know who to call when you have something and you can rely on people to give you the advice you might need or to help you make it through a tough decision in your daily uh, daily life. And then again, these people should be people you trust and respect, right? And hopefully they have set themselves up in such a way in your life that you can share your feelings with them openly and honestly. That'll A, help you, but B, also allow them to, you know, give you feedback on what you might be going through. And maybe they don't have any answers, but they can definitely give you suggestions or help you reorient in in your struggle and maybe see something that you're overlooking. Another aspect is you can help these other people too. If you're growing and you're succeeding, you can have people in your life that you mentor. And I think having a mentor and being a mentor are both really essential to uh, our personal development and getting better at the things that we really hope to succeed in. The fifth one is going to be problem-solving skills. All right, what do I mean by problem-solving skills? Well, developing the ability to analyze problems, generate effective solutions, and evaluate their outcomes is going to be essential, A, in high-stress environments, First responders, fire, police, military, that's important. But day-to-day life challenges, we're going to want to navigate those properly as well. And and building your problem-solving skills 
will definitely help you do that. We'll be able to break down complex problems into smaller, more manageable components. Right? We can use our critical thinking and ask ourselves questions about what is the root cause of this problem? How did I get here? Why am I in this problem? What is causing me to, to have this problem multiple times and, and keep coming back? Right? When it comes to problem solving, I think that's something that firefighters are really, really good at is having the ability to create problems. No, I'm sorry. Create solutions for problems that there is no obvious solution to. Right? Firefighters are really good at being creative on the spot, thinking outside the box. And I think that's super important to make sure that you're able to do that. And I think one of those skills that underlines problem solving skills is being creative. So if you have a creative outlets, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, dig into those and build them up, right? With, with problem solving skills, we'll feel more confident and we'll feel more empowered to handle simple problems that we face day to day. And then in the, in the career, when those big problems show up, we'll have good reps behind us and we'll be able to really make a difference when it comes to that type of stuff. The next one's goal setting and goal setting is a a conversation and probably worthy of its own podcast. And I would say each one of these uh, eight uh, skills that I think are valuable could probably justify their own 90 minute podcast. And maybe we'll do that someday, but I really just wanted to go over these skills as a, a singular thing and encourage you guys to dig into them. But number six, goal setting, right? The ability to to set goals and then achieve goals, that is super, super important. I've experienced that for me. I, I set a goal to become a fire instructor, and I just worked my first day as a fire instructor yesterday. And that, in, in the big scheme of things, that is a really big aspect of my overall mission and purpose. But I set a goal for myself. I, I applied. I got my resume scored away. I got the certifications. I went to the appropriate classes. I interviewed well. And I showed up for my first day yesterday. So I think there's something really important about knowing how to set set goals, understanding them, um, you know, set realistic and achievable goals for yourself. I think it's very important, and it's 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 really, I would say, detrimental to your development um, if you don't have goals. You don't have a direction. You're not moving forward. You're you might be moving left or right, and that's okay too. But making progress, and I know it's a little bit of progress every day is what counts, but we still have to know where we're going. We have to know what our goal is, and we have to know if we're achieving progress or not. And that that progress will give us a sense of purpose. And when we get distracted or get knocked off path, having that purpose identified, having that goal in front of us, if our goal is to run five miles and we're not training, well, if it's a race that we signed up for, well, we sh- we know to get back on track by continuing our training, and hopefully we have time between today and whenever that race is. But it, it, it's all the same. And fitness, I think, really um, is a metaphor for everything. You can you can use fitness as a metaphor for most things. And it, having goals helps you stay motivated. And just like in the gym, knowing that you want to get to a specific place or have a specific goal, lose weight, gain weight, get stronger, get faster, uh, whatever that looks like. And if it's just for wellness, that's fine too, right? Like hit your number of walks per week. That's that's a goal. And I think those things are really essential. And building your goal setting ability is paramount to success when it comes to personal development. Number seven is self-care. Um, 
I think I don't think this can be stated enough that self care in the personal development realm and in the service industry where we're serving people, we're we're sacrificing ourselves, we're becoming selfless to make sure that we can fulfill our duty as firemen, as police. I think you know there's there's so much out there that we can do for other people, and it it awesome oftentimes becomes emphasized that the most important thing is to do our job, but I kind of disagree with that and not to to say that the most important thing is to not do our job, but the most important thing is to make sure you're taking care of yourself so you can do your job. So you can be there for your family members and the communities that you serve. And I, I I don't think I can say it enough, but prioritizing your self-care is probably one of the biggest things you can do for yourself and for those people around you. And, you know, self-care isn't just physical, going to the gym, staying in shape. It's also a mental a and emotional type thing and having people to talk to um, having self-awareness knowing when you need help knowing when you're stressed having good stress management techniques right those are all aspects of self-care and putting ourselves before our job i think is really important and again don't don't make a mistake that i'm not saying our job isn't important and our careers aren't important but if we show up as the best versions of ourselves to our job we will ultimately do that job better. Self-care also includes getting more sleep, eating well, understanding our nutritional needs, and again, exercising regularly, keeping our uh, body in shape. Our our mind, body, and spirit all have to be maintained, and we maintain them through the practices that we put our body through, through our mind through, and through our, our spirit through. And we develop our spirit, we develop our mind, and we develop our body. So self-care is probably one of the more important aspects. Um, but you know, it's, it's something that we all have to, to find for ourselves. And one key aspect of self-care is finding time to rejuvenate and relax and do things that we love to do. If you love to to take photos and you love to be with your family or you love to go for walks, I, I highly encourage it. Get as much of that as you can and, you know, try to prioritize those things to keep yourself rejuvenated. You won't regret it. I, I think that's something I can confidently say. The last but not least of these skills is adaptability. Um, being able to adapt on the fly to anything and everything that happens out there is super important. I don't think we can uh, um, emphasize that enough. And I've probably said that a couple times already. But adaptability is huge, especially in the first responder world, because we don't know what we're going to see so often. Each day is different. And Sometimes we feel like each day is the same. It's just the same thing over and over and over. But all it takes is one call that we haven't had before or one call to break that mundane cycle of repetition that says, hey, you have to adapt to this immediately and overcome it because now you have a problem you've never seen before with this. There's a solution to it, but we just don't know it right offhand. And maybe we have all sorts of tools, but not the tool uh, to solve that problem. And being able to embrace and adapt to new situations is what's going to a reduce a little bit of stress, but b allow us to step into that high performance role where we're not afraid of new challenges. They're coming at us all the time, and we can adapt, we can overcome, and it doesn't ruin our day. Right? A- accepting the fact that we're going to see those things, accepting change, will allow our resilience level to go up. And especially when we're in the face of adversity, especially when things are wrong or going wrong and they're not going our way, not allowing that data to crush you and 
be the ultimate uh, challenge, I think is going to really be helpful. So I've went over eight skills that I think are essential um, for success in life, but the fire service field as well, right? We've got self-awareness. We've got emotional intelligence. We've got positive thinking, building our support network, which I can't understate enough, uh, improving our problem-solving skills, learning how to set goals, understanding what self-care is and how important it is to our success, and then being adaptable, uh, being able to adapt to all situations, good or bad, uh, taking the challenges as they come and and not letting them destroy us. Um, I think those are eight skills that we could all stand to develop a little further, myself included. Um, I will hopefully break each one of these down in a in a future episode where we dig into them a little bit more. But thanks a lot for listening. Uh, this is Chris with Pride of Traffic Podcast. I appreciate you joining me this afternoon. Uh, don't forget to like us on all our social media platforms. Like, subscribe, click that notification button. Keep sharing our content. Keep watching it. If you could give us a rating or a... Uh, a review that would be fantastic five stars is helpful but be honest and we take criticism and critiques uh you know to get better so i really appreciate you taking the time to listen i'll see you guys on the next one